0: Radio Mystery Theatre, in association with Rich King Productions, presents Grimmer Than Grim.
1: Constanza will take notes for you Herr Augustus, so you can give your full attention to the storyteller. Have you got ink and paper, Constanza? Y- yes, Mother. Oh,
2: but I thought we'd agreed that I would take my what own. What
1: I do, Mother? You will do nothing at all. You will go to your room and you will stay there.
3: But why can Constanza stay and listen? Because
1: she is older, that's why.
3: Only by 13 months. Stop
1: being so impertinent, you rotten child. Go to your room now. But it- now. You mustn't be too shocked when you see Panny Markova, Herr Augustus. She's a very old lady and time has been unkind to her. Ah, there she is now. I'll get the door.
2: Panny Markova was a very old lady with a crooked back. She wore a dark, ragged cloak over her head. Her bony hands clung to her walking stick. There was something of the Grim Reaper about her.
1: Panny Markova, this is our guest. Wolfgang Augustus from Vienna. How do you do? And this is my daughter Constanza.
4: She will take notes. This is your daughter, this beautiful girl. Yes, I have two daughters. This is the eldest. And what a charming creature she is. And such rosy cheeks. This is our guest, Herr Wolfgang Augustus from Vienna. You come from Vienna?
2: Yes, that's right. I've come to collect folk tales from the eastern woods.
4: Oh, Vienna. It is a dirty city, I think. Dirty?
2: No, oh, not at all. It's a perfectly oh, charming... Oh, there are many whores
4: there, I heard. Whores?
2: Well, I suppose most big cities have. you are... like whores? Absolutely not. So,
4: you want to hear stories.
2: Yes, I've come to collect traditional stories from the eastern woods. I know many stories. Good. I should very much like to hear some.
4: I have a story about girls.
2: About girls?
4: Or rather, the absence of girls. It was a village in the eastern woods, not far from here. A long time ago, a mysterious disease had come over that village, but it only affected the girls. Oh? Within three months, all the girls of the village had died. Well,
2: that sounds intriguing. I suggest we all sit down and listen to you tell it. It was a strange story. No girls had been born in the village after the deaths and a whole generation of young men had grown up without them. The villagers in the vicinity thought that the village had been cursed and refused to let their daughters anywhere near it. Pani Markova proceeded in telling us, in great shocking detail, how the young men of the village dealt with their frustrations. Uh,
4: The older boys, of course... ...could take advantage of the younger ones, and they regularly did.
2: I beg your pardon?
4: But what were the young boys to do? Well, it so happens that in a field nearby there was a cow. And for one young boy, this cow made a perfect substitute for a one. Good Lord! However... After slipping out of the house a few nights in a row in order to have his way with
2: the cow Fanny Markova, really? There is a young lady the present The boy
4: developed a strange rash on his person Oh, good heavens, please!
2: I beg you to stop!
4: The boy's brother liked to make fun of the boy's rash and told him they'd have to cut off his person or the rash would spread.
2: Frau Petkova, please, you must stop this woman. The boy
4: then decided to go to the farm to inquire about the cow and whether it was diseased. But when he got there, he spotted the farmer's daughter bathing naked in the river.
2: I cannot listen to this story. This story is unpublishable. I'm
1: sorry, Herr
4: Augustus
1: But the Eastern Woods is a coarse country And its people have coarse tales
2: I don't care how coarse the country is I will not listen to this obscenity any longer And I wonder that you allowed your daughter to sit in here for so long You ought to be ashamed of yourselves I was fuming Never in my life had I heard such horrors as I had in that house After Pani Markova had left Frau Petkova did her best to apologise.
1: I'm so dreadfully sorry. I don't know what came over her. She wasn't always like this. I think it must be her age. She's become coarse and vulgar. Had I known she would tell such stories, I would never have allowed Constanza to sit in with us. She's very upset about it and she fears she might have nightmares. Oh, I'm so ashamed. I hope he won't think badly of us.
2: Her apology did nothing to appease me. I was getting more and more disgusted by the whole household. I couldn't wait to return to Vienna, but I hadn't collected a single story yet. And furthermore, I was still too scared to leave the guesthouse. So, I was stuck in that madhouse. And that crazy family simply wouldn't leave me alone. That night, I stood at the window and stared into the woods. I still had problems getting to sleep, and I needed time to reassure myself that the wolf was nowhere around. It was a dark wood, with sinister black trees. The wolf could have been lurking behind any one of them. Oh, it was an inhospitable land in which I found myself trapped. Good grief, can I not even be left alone in the sanctuary of my own bedroom? Yes? What is it? Larissa stood in the doorway, still wearing her nightgown and holding a candle. Her eyes were red and swollen, and her cheeks were flushed. Well, good Lord, what is it, girl?
3: Oh, Her Augustus, I am so upset. I need to speak to you. Speak
2: to me? What about?
3: I have been thinking and thinking, and I simply can't put my mind at rest. Well, what
2: have you been thinking about, child? You can tell me.
3: The dwarf's name think it might be
2: Reinhold. Oh, for heaven's sake.
3: I must win that dedication, Her Augustus. Constanza gets to sit in with Pani Markova's storytelling sessions and she gets to help you and I get nothing. I must win that dedication. I must.
2: Little girl. You must learn that there is a time and a place for playing games, and this is neither.
3: Please, will you at least give me the first letter of his name? No, I will not. Oh, please, Herr Augustus. I will go back to my room if you do. Very
2: well, then. But you must promise not to disturb me again. I will. The first letter is L.
3: Ludolf. His name is Ludolf.
2: You've already said Ludolf, and it was wrong. Now, good night.
3: Ludwig! Is it Ludwig?
2: You promised you'd leave me alone.
3: Leopold then, or Luther, Lambertus, Lucas?
2: Go away! I would have peace and quiet the following morning. The sun hadn't even risen, and already the house was in uproar. Oh, Lord, now what? (laughs) Frau Petkova, I've had it up to here. Where are you? I need to talk to you. As I rushed down the stairs, I found Frau Petkova and her daughter, Constanza, both still dressed in their nightgowns. Restlessly pacing up and down the living room.
1: Oh, Herr Augustus, there you are. <laughs> A tragedy has befallen what us. What happened? <laughs> oh, my daughter, my poor daughter, she's gone. Gone? Clarissa, she's gone. Constanza woke up this morning to find her bed empty. She's disappeared.
2: Disappeared? But where's she disappeared
1: to? I don't know. She's gone, my daughter. My poor daughter, all alone out there in the woods with the wolf lurking around. Oh, Herr Augustus, you must help me.
2: You must. For <laughs> heaven's sake, Frau Petkova, will you cease, Stabbing me and calm down. Now, you're absolutely sure Clarissa has left the house? Of
1: course, I'm sure. That stupid maid tore a slip out of the house in the middle of the night and didn't do anything about it.
2: And is that why she's now locked up and howling in the attic?
1: Of course it is. Oh, Herr Augustus, you must go out into the woods and look for her. What? You must. Constanza, I couldn't possibly leave the house now. You're a man. The wolf wouldn't harm you. Oh,
2: now that's not entirely true. You yourself told me that the last victim was a man. Are
1: you telling me that you're not going to go out and look for her? Well, I... Oh, you can't do this to me, my poor daughter. And you will not even... Look for her. Oh, you heartless, you cowardly, you Now, bastion. Frau Bratkovra,
2: I didn't say that I wouldn't look for her. So you will? Well, no. You won't? Well, now look here. Isn't it better to go to the gendarmerie? The gendarmerie? Yes,
1: I will go to the gendarmerie at once. Constanza,
2: get dressed. Good. I'll, I'll wait for you here. After they left, I took the opportunity of doing some work. I was trying to compose a list of common themes within the grim fairy tales, so that I could compare them with the tales from the eastern woods. But alas, the constant calls from the search party distracted me, and the fact that charity was still howling up in the attic didn't help much either. I say, you up there, must you make such noise? Oh, well, that's much better. Thank you. Howl. Oh, I see. You want Howl. me to continue talking to you, is that it? Yes, that's it. Well, um, you'll know about Clarissa's disappearance no doubt. I thought considering the upheaval this has caused, it would be better if you stopped howling. What do you say? Will you be quiet? Will you do me this favour?
5: Who are you?
2: Who am I? I am Herr Augustus, the guest. The paying guest, I might add. Oh. So, will you be quiet then? Will you do this for me?
5: It's dark in here.
2: Yes, I know. But Frau Petkova has reassured me that as soon as you quieten down, you'll be let out. So you see, it's in your own interest to stop howling.
5: I'm trying to hear my echo.
2: Your echo?
5: Like the little wolf. Which little wolf? The little wolf that got lost in the woods. Don't you know the story of the little wolf?
2: The story of the... no. How does it go? There was once
5: a little wolf whose parents had been shot dead by hunters. The little wolf ran away, but got lost from the pack. Ow! Where are you? He would howl, but he never heard a reply. He spent many days wandering lonely in the woods, howling for the rest of the pack. He was very sad and lonely until one day he wandered into a valley and he tried again. Where are you? And suddenly he heard his echo. But he didn't know it was his own echo and he kept looking for the wolf that was howling back. He looked and looked but couldn't find anyone. Why couldn't he find anyone when he clearly heard someone howl back? He tried again a few times and each time he heard someone howl back. But after weeks and months of howling and hearing a reply, he still hadn't found anyone, so he eventually gave up. He returned to the woods and spent the rest of his life alone. But whenever he felt lonely, he would go back to the valley and he would howl. Howl! Where are you? And he would hear its echo again. And that would comfort
2: him. Why, that's charming. Who told you that story?
5: Sister Rose from the Home for Unwanted Children. She used to tell loads of stories. Like the one about the boy on the moon.
2: The boy on the moon?
5: Yes. It was a little boy who was abandoned in the woods by his parents. They tied him to a tree. And left him there. The boy cried and cried for days until the moon took pity on him and decided to adopt him. Suddenly a big white owl swept down from a tree, took him in its talons and flew him to the moon. And there he still is now when you see a half moon, it's because it's cradling the boy to sleep and you must be very quiet or you'll wake him. But when it's a full moon, the boy is awake and you can talk to him. And if you look closely, you can even see him sitting there.
2: It was amazing. That girl was full of stories. And she was able to tell them with such delight and simplicity. She was the very storyteller I'd been looking for. I was about to run to my room to get some ink and paper, but alas, fate was against me. What are you doing? Ah, uh, Frau Petkova, I was only... Were you talking to the maid? Well, she was howling again, you see,
1: and I thought... I don't want anybody speaking to the maid. The maid is being punished.
2: Yes, but she was also making a lot of noise and I was trying to... I am in charge
1: of the staff here and I do the disciplining. I will not have my guests interfering with the staff.
2: Well, I was hardly interfering. I've discovered that charity is full of excellent stories, you see, and I wanted to... Stories? Charity? Yes. They're much more appropriate than the ones your storyteller came up with. I was only trying to do some work.
1: Work? My daughter has gone missing. She is most probably lying dead in the woods and you are thinking of work? Well, I've
2: always thought that work makes a good distraction from...
1: Herr Augustus, (laughs) your insensitivity astounds me.
2: And with those cutting words, she left. I felt embarrassed and a little bit ashamed, but Frau Petkova obviously was feeling the same. Because later that day...
1: Oh, Herr Augustus, there you are. I must apologise for the way I spoke to you earlier on.
2: Oh, no. It is I who should apologise to you.
1: I'm so worried about my daughter. My nerves are so strained, I took it out on you. And I shouldn't have.
2: Oh, I quite understand, Frau Petkova, really. So, the maid tells stories, does she? Oh, wonderful stories. And she tells them so well, with such childlike purity and pleasure, as if she were telling me facts rather than stories. Well, I suppose they are facts to her. I truly believe she thinks every word of the stories is true. Quite. I should very much like to continue interviewing her whenever she has time to spare.
1: Oh, Charity has very little time to spare. Well,
2: I... Could talk to her during her work.
1: I doubt she'd be able to concentrate on her chores if you did that.
2: Well, I'm even prepared to help her with the chores. Help her? Yes, I can scrub floors or wash dishes. Anything just to be able to listen to some more of her wonderful stories.
1: (laughs) Well, there's no need for you to do that, Herr Augustus. (gasps) I'm sure something can be arranged.
2: Oh, if you would try, Frau Petkova, I should be eternally grateful. Is she still
1: up in the attic? No. She's at work.
2: Well, maybe now would be a no, good time No, to...
1: not now. She's too busy now. But I'll see what I can do for you. I like to keep my guests happy.
2: Oh, I know it was inconsiderate and selfish of me to become so excited about a bunch of fairy tales in the midst of the great tragedy which had overcome the guest house. I was impatient to have another interview with Charity... But the whole day she appeared to be busier than ever. Frau Petkova, however, had made a different arrangement for me. Come in! Constanza, how can I help you?
6: Uh, s- sorry to disturb you, Herr Augustus. Um, but m- my mother thinks I might be able to help you. Me? In what way? Uh, she asked me to go to your room and tell you some stories. Stories? Do you know any stories? Oh, yes,
2: many. Traditional stories? From the eastern woods? Uh, Yes. Well, how odd of her never to have mentioned it.
6: Would you like me to tell you some? Of course. I could tell you the one about Honza and Gabina. Honza
2: and Gabina?
6: Yes. They were brother and sister, and they were very poor. One day, their father decided he could no longer look after them, so he planned to take them out into the woods and leave them there. However, Honza heard his parents discussing their plan one night and... and... he
2: took some breadcrumbs with him the following day so that he could scatter them along the path and he wouldn't get lost.
6: Oh, you know it already?
2: Yes, they have the same story in Germany. They called it Hansel and Gretel. Oh, how odd. Not really. It's quite common for these stories to travel. In fact, many of our European folktales originated in India and Arabia. The stories normally change a little here and there. It's odd, however, that your story is so similar to that of the Brothers Grimm. Do you have any others?
6: Well, uh, I could tell you the one about Little Green Riding Hood. Little
2: Green Riding Hood? Where did you get these stories
6: from? They're traditional stories from the eastern woods.
2: Really? Because it sounds to me like you're telling me grim fairy tales, but you're changing the names of the characters and pretending they're set in the eastern woods. Is that what you're doing? Is it? Yes. I thought so. And why are you doing that?
6: My mother asked me to.
2: Your mother asked you to deceive me?
6: Um, well, she told me to make up some stories and pretend that they were traditional tales from the eastern woods, but... I'm not very good at making up stories. You won't tell her, will you? Now,
2: why do you think your mother wanted to deceive me like that?
6: I think she thinks that... Well, she's hoping that perhaps you would... You know... uh, You being a, a bachelor and all. I see. You won't tell her I said so, will you? Oh, please. She'll be awfully cross if you do.
2: Don't worry. I'll tell her your stories were very interesting.
6: I'm sorry. I've been of no use to you. It's not
2: you, my dear. It's your mother who should apologise. Yes? Charity, what do you want?
5: Please, sir. You're needed downstairs. It's urgent. Urgent? What's happened? There's a visitor, sir, and he wants to speak to you downstairs.
2: As I went downstairs, I saw Frau Petkova in the living room speaking with what appeared at first sight to be a little boy. It wasn't until I entered the living room that I realised the boy was none other than Ladislav Krumlyev, sitting on the sofa, looking scared and uncomfortable. Ah,
1: there you are. Herr Augustus, do you know this dwarf?
2: Why, yes, yes, it's Ladislav Krumliath. What are you doing here? The
1: dwarf says he has some information about the whereabouts of my daughter. Well, come on, man,
7: tell us, where is she? She, she's currently in in our home. In the dwarf house? Yes, yes. Is she all right yeah yes she she's fine she she came knocking at our door early this morning we we didn't want to let her in at first but she refused to go away and then we thought it would be better to let her in than to keep her waiting outside honestly we we didn't want any trouble we we were only thinking of her safety but but now she's refusing to go back why well It's on account of me. The the thing is, you see, for for some reason, she she insists on knowing my name. Your name? Oh, Lord, I know what this is about. Why does she want to know your name?
1: What are you to her? What do you want with her?
7: Nothing. I swear, I I have never seen that girl before in my life. I I want nothing to, to do with her. I don't know why she wants to know my name, but that's the God's honest truth. The the others warned me not to tell her anything and to speak to you first. We don't want any trouble. Frau Pekova,
2: I can explain everything. It's my fault entirely. Oh, that stupid girl. Do you remember that game? I asked both the girls to try and guess the dwarf Ladislav's name, do you remember? The guessing game,
7: of course. Why, Why did you ask the girls to guess my
2: name? Well, they were curious about you, you see. They'd seen you marching to work. And when I said I'd met you on the train, well, they wanted to know everything about you. And, oh, I wish I hadn't come up with that stupid game. I'm dreadfully sorry, Ladislav. It was a stupid thing to do. I never meant to cause you any trouble.
1: You will take me to her, won't you? I'll go and get my coat. Charity! Charity!
0: In Grimmer Than Grim, Aubrey Parsons was Wolfgang Augustus. Tanya Rich was Marcella Petkova. Bob Lawrence was Ladislav Krumliev. Alexia Sheralambos was Clarissa Petkova. Alicia King was Constanza Petkova. Nikki Patrick was Charity. And Lorraine Kamenu was Pani Markova. Grimmer Than Grim was written by Oliver Bossman and directed by Alicia King and Tanya Rich. Audio Mystery Theatre is free to listen to, but not free to make. If you want to show your appreciation, why not buy us a cup of virtual coffee? Go to ko phicom slash audio mystery theatre.